You are listening to Agency Work, and this is Season 3, where the focus of the conversations will be on collaboration. I am your host, Parker Playstead. Today, I am talking with Dion Cumpy and Morgan Witham, and the topic of the conversation is the collaboration between me, the host of the podcast, and my guests. Dion and Morgan were guests on Season 2 of the podcast, and both came back to do an episode in Season 3, so they have a lot of experience being a guest on this podcast. Let me introduce them. Dion is a senior account manager at Elevation, which is an integrated marketing agency here in Richmond, Virginia. And Morgan is the chief operating officer at CoLab, which is a digital agency in Richmond, Virginia. Dion and Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right, so we're going to talk about the process that I have for preparing these podcast episodes. And we're going to try to be a little organic about this. I've got an outline, which is part of what you're going to hear in the process of how I put these things together. But I wanted to bring back two guests who have been on this podcast a couple of times, have been through the process um, of being a guest and, and the preparation for before we go into the studio, the process when we're in the studio recording the podcast, and then their experience of, you know, this thing being done and going out as an episode after all the editing that takes place. So great to have the two of you in here. And I'm going to reveal something to you guys um, on the listening downloads of season two. So both of you were here in season two with your own episodes. Morgan knows that she's the number one download by far, her episode. Number one, yes, we'll clap. I know. <laughs> we'll clap. I'm telling you, it's just my family has no. downloaded it a hundred times. Yeah, <laughs> by far, Morgan. But the next two have Dion. Get out of here. Second place and third place. That's Dion awesome. didn't know that. So mm-hmm. second place is the finale for season two where Dion was here. And then third place is her episode at the beginning of season two. So I, I've got great guests for this episode. Um, so let me get into the outline and walk through some of this a little bit. At the beginning of this, I, uh, I reach out to a guest. I identify a guest or get introduced to a guest. Uh, Dion, I knew through the local AMA chapter here, the American Marketing Association chapter, and we'd gotten to know each other a little bit through that. And for Morgan, I was introduced to Morgan through the very first guest of the podcast, Jason St. Peter. So Jason introduced me to Morgan. So I reach out and invite the guest to be on the podcast with Dion. I remember it was through LinkedIn. I sent you something, invited you to be on it, and probably email to you, Morgan. Mm-hmm. So I pitched this, and luckily at that point, there was a body of work that you could listen to. Uh, in season one, uh, the early episodes were my friends who trusted me to make them sound okay and not sound stupid. So, you know, got my friends in for the first few episodes because there was no body of work for somebody to listen to and get a reference. But going into season two, I had season one for people to listen to. So, Dion, when I reached out to you, what was your reaction to? I was giddy. I'm a podcast fanatic. And I love listening to podcasts. So to be on one was like hugely exciting. Um, And then you helped a lot because in the conversation, we were talking about like um, advertising strategy and what it's like to be in an agency. And I was trying to imagine what 
I wanted to talk about, you know, and what does the listener want to hear and how that would be helpful. And you encouraged me to go back and listen to specific episodes. And I think that was really valuable because you had people identified that you thought um, would help me in planning a conversation. And that was that was really good. Cool. And Morgan, what what do you recall in the those initial reactions to the invitation? I recall after the introduction, um, listening to a handful of episodes before we had our first call. And I think my question to you on that first call was, what in the world do you want me to talk about? Um, because I was listening to these wonderful podcasts with people um, incredibly talented in the creative and advertising space and felt like I'm not sure I have anything to offer specific to that space. Certainly, Colab is in that space, but my role in Colab is unlike any of your previous guests. Um, but very similar to what Dion said, after the first uh, call that we had, you gave me a list of very specific episodes that you thought would be uh, relevant to either how we could figure out what a narrative would be. Also give me a sense of the style of it, some of the themes and topics. Um, and the other thing that I thought was interesting is I think we had scheduled maybe 45 minutes or an hour for that first call. And I think we were on the phone for like two hours almost. Yes. Yeah. Um, and felt like it was this kind of diatribe of me giving you my life history of things that <laughs> I was just wondering if maybe there was anything you could tease out. Well, well I was going to say the funny thing about that. So you guys talked about it for two hours. I sent him like 20 pages <laughs> by email of the same thing. Yeah. Like, which, what if this would be the most relevant? Yeah. Yeah. So both of you, uh, I had an idea in my head of what I wanted our topic to be, Dion and Morgan, what I wanted our topic to be. So I had an, an idea. And to go back and, and share some of the lessons learned in, in doing season one, in that episode with Jason St. Peter, the very first episode, I've got some feedback from some friends early on when that episode came out that Towards the end, when we were talking about logo design, Jason got really um, excited and into it. I mean, that's when his emotions kind of kicked in, and it was uh, more interesting to the person who was giving me the feedback. Said so that's when the episode got interesting. Now, sadly, that was near the end of the episode, and you had to get through the rest of it to get to that part. But um, that was an aha moment for me to realize, okay, I need to figure out what the guest wants to talk about. And then they're going to bring the energy and, and um, just the vibe and the positive uh, attitude towards it, that that's going to make it interesting for the audience to listen to. So after that, I started having conversations with the guests to say, to figure out what it is they were comfortable talking about and what they were passionate about. And so that's where these conversations that you were just describing came from, whereas I would come in with an idea kind of bounce the idea off you and then just kind of see how you reacted to some of the ideas and some of the questions. And I would curate the answers um, that became the outline. So in the conversations, we're talking about things. I'm kind of hearing your reaction, hearing what you think. Yeah, that'd be fun to talk about or not really, you know, what. So I'm kind of gauging the reaction to these things. And uh, writing those down on a notepad, then then that goes into me building an outline from those topics and, and trying to weave together a story. So part of this is, is that process that both of you went through. And for some people, it's uh, a 45-minute to an hour conversation. For some people, it's two or three hours. Um, and 
there's a lot of back and forth of, you know, I, I share some of my perspective of why I want to talk about this topic and get on my soapbox a little bit. And then we go back and forth and it's a fun conversation. Honestly, doing this podcast, that's probably the most fun for me out of the whole thing on each episode is those one-on-one conversations with the guests and what I get out of that. And, um, and then the audience gets to hear some of that when we come to the studio and record it, but I get to hear more than the audience does. I, <laughs> I get really rich conversations with these people. So that's been a lot of fun for me. I, I get the impression that that one-on-one perspective that you get in those conversations, just thinking through my own experience uh, in particular with the first uh, recording that we did of that first very long call where you had a general idea of what it could be. But I think after me talking through my transition between jobs and how I was taking um, what I thought was one skill set from uh, from past experience and applying it to new one and, and what my perspective was, I think what was really interesting to me was the process of whittling that down into a proper narrative and also your insight into what is interesting to the user and what reactions you've gotten from listeners in the past and what is engaging. And so I think that process of hearing that firsthand raw perspective and then helping your guest um, mold that into something that is interesting and hopefully conveys something new to your listeners uh, was a really interesting process from my perspective. I hadn't considered what I wanted to talk about. Do you know what I mean? I like, do. Um, I hadn't. I had spoken some places, but when somebody invites you to speak, there's a given topic. This was more open. Um, I didn't know the audience uh, very well. I understood who Parker was trying to reach, but in general, I might have spoken at an event where I knew the audience very well, had an existing relationship, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so this was very different because when you have 25 years experience and you're like narrowing it down to this little bit of time, and it's your one-shot deal. Little did I know it wouldn't be one-shot. But that at the time, it was the one-shot deal, and you're like, how do I want to express this, and what is most important? And especially to an audience, for people who want to get into the space or, um, or students, things like that, that is a really weighty kind of moment mm-hmm. where I felt like, oh, I, I need to say all these things. Um, and so whittling it down and trying to keep it on track what was one of the hardest things. I agree. And I think the the added layer with the first one that I had was keeping it interesting because I was imagining, <laughs> you know, if your target audience was all creatives, I'm thinking, what am I going to say from the pure business perspective and operations perspective that's going to resonate and not have people shut it off after the first three minutes? So, uh, <laughs> yes, I think it is refining that topic and mm-hmm. also figuring out from, from my perspective, feeling a little bit of a fish out of water. How do I make it relatable and interesting? Well, you both delivered because you both have well downloaded episodes. So you both <laughs> delivered, and and I'm really happy with both of the episodes. I've listened to them again recently, just to refresh my memory. Um, so going back to this uh, to this outline, so I realized early on in season one that I needed to put together an outline for a few reasons. One is just pacing, right? I you know we're in here for an hour in the studio, and sometimes there's a real hard stop to that. The studio has other people coming in, or you know, another reason why there's a hard stop. So we have to, we have to get this done within that time window. 
So I'm using the outline to look at the conversation we're having, look at the clock, look at the outline and say, okay, are we on track? Uh, do we have some more latitude to expand on this? Do we need to speed up? Uh, do we need to cut anything out? And frankly, there have been some episodes where we weren't doing well keeping track of time, and we did have to cut some things out as we got to the end and said, look, you know, we just don't have time to fit this in. You know, and So part of this for me, developing the outline has been critical to pulling this off and, and making this work and having um, a storyline or a progression that keeps the audience engaged. So I felt like with Morgan, we had a great story arc and, and a lot of um, setups. So one topic led to the next topic, to the next topic, to the next topic. Mm -hmm. And it um, supported uh, the transition to the next topic. We established your background and expertise, and then we dug into these things. And same thing with Dion. We established your background and ex expertise, and then had you talk on these topics um, having established those things, and, and Dion, yours was like you know two or three college lectures. Um, <laughs> they're so packed full of information. I have a uh, problem. No, it, no it's <laughs> it, it's really good. I mean, and I think anybody who wants to go into advertising should listen to Dion's episode. It is such a fantastic overview of the advertising world and working for agencies. A lot of great insight and information in there. Now, and it's all packed into about eighteen minutes. It was one of the shortest episodes of the season, but there's a lot of great information in it. So the the outline I have found to be really important to make this work, and I put in the time and I share it with the guests so the guests know what the outline is uh, going into the episode. So it helps them kind of organize their thoughts and, and whittle it down, I think, uh, as well, of, of like, okay, here are the, you know, I'll say, Parker introduces Morgan Witham and Dion Cumpy. That's you know that's line item number one on the outline. Um, so I'll say Parker says this, Dion says this, Morgan says that, and and kind of uh, set up the outline like that. And it's a one page outline. I try to keep it to one page, and that is what I use to manage the time, manage the conversations, and make sure that I deliver a coherent story with at least a progression, if not a real story arc. Um, so any any more comments or thoughts on the outline? I would say that, that when Shade and I were working together on the, the narrative for our collaboration episode, um, that one was one where we really did get to talk about a particular story. And so he and I had gotten together and we had tried to figure out, like there were these five stories we felt like we could really share that illustrated collaboration. So then we met with Parker, figured out which of these had the most appeal given all the guests he had on and the audience in general. So then Shade and I had figured out who was going to say what. And naturally, we've worked together long enough and even shared an office for a period of time um, where we know how to pass off to each other, but we don't do it the way we plan it. <laughs> it never happens. And so you're just watching each other and you're on mic and you're waiting for it to happen. And, and so it's the script is there, which is good, but you've still got to be able to read the room. And I noticed that, um, especially in the end of episode, uh, the end of season episode two, wait, season yeah. two, season two, yeah, the final episode. And we had a group of people in here and we were just watching each other. I think that's really fun. So you've got the plan of where you're going, but what's going to happen? You don't really know. Right. That's yeah. super fun. So, yeah. So there's a bit of an organic uh, middle part to this. And, and there've been times where I've had an outline but organically, the conversation has gone a little differently mm -hmm. and, and um, out of sequence. 
And so I, you know, I, I go with it. I go with the flow, and then we just kind of reorder the outline on the fly as we're going through it. But without the outline, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't keep track of the topics, right? You know, if it goes too organic and I lose track of, oh, I, you know, we want to make these points and these points and these points. It's a reminder of the points that I feel are important to make in the episode. So, you did that with me. I remember. Um, I don't know if it was the. F- first time or the repeat of the first time (laughs) where we had done that, where I answered something and you're like, oh, we took that off now. And then we took a a break where we, you know, took a breath and said, okay, now we're going to lead it back into this part we want to cover. Here's the way I'm going to introduce it. Does that work? Can you pick it up from here? And so we were able to talk about that sort of off air and make sure we were aligned on how it's going to lead in. And I was like, well, maybe this would be a better lead in given um, the background of where I can pick it up. So- it works well. The preparation of the outline was particularly helpful, I think, in the collab collaboration episode when we brought Tyler and Crystal. Um, Putting that outline together really helped us. I remember ticking through that outline with you on one of our two calls, and we walked through a bunch of ideas that the three of us had generated on our own, and we ticked through it. You kind of gave us some feedback on that's relevant. Maybe I wouldn't go in here. And then at the end, I remember you saying, okay, now how are we going to summarize this? How do we tie it together so all these different pieces and perspectives come back to that initial storyline? And that was particularly helpful. And I think that outline also helped us, as Dion mentioned, when we had areas where we had to piece things together, where we could figure out what that natural lead in to that next section was. Mm So one of the things that I did in season three a little differently from season one and season two is I, uh, to be honest, I try to be a little lazy. I, uh, I put the, uh, the, the outline work on the guests and, and kind of felt like, okay, I'll sit back and let them work on the outline and they'll come in and, and do the episode. Well, that didn't work out so well. Um, so, uh, so I, you know, got back into the outlines, but what you're hearing from Dion and Morgan is they did, uh, really work through more elaborate outlines, um, in their preparation. So, in both cases with Dion and Shade and Morgan and her team, they came in very well prepared and well, uh, have, had thought it out really well. And there's an old, um, saying that the plan is nothing. Planning is everything. And it's that process of thinking through all this that gets you ready to adapt and, you know, deal with things on the fly that come up and you've got to adapt to them. Well, I was trying to be careful, too, with um, the conversation with Shade, and I was reminding him, we can say this, we can't say this, you know, because it's client work, and you want to be really respectful Mm -hmm. of what you're able to share publicly, and so we had to prep on that as well. And so having an outline really does help in that discussion and preparation because it keeps you on point. Um, That point about the plan being nothing was so evident in my first episode where I may have taken the outline a little extreme. You mentioned at the beginning having a one-page outline. Well, I think I'd taken your one-page outline and blown it up to like four or five pages with all my very detailed comments. And I remember after the first few questions, I was really trying to to read what I had written for myself because I'd put in a lot of thought into what I wanted to say and I wanted to articulate it well. And I was also a little nervous because it was the first podcast recording, so I wanted to make sure I didn't forget to say anything. And I think 
you know, midway through the second or third question, I realized, oh, screw it. I got to stop reading this. I sound like a robot. It sounds terrible. <laughs> um, so that was very much the process of planning is what I needed to do to feel confident and feel like I knew how to keep the conversation on track and helped us kind of figure out what that story narrative should be. But actually using the plan and reading off of it, I learned very quickly was was not uh, the right method for me. Well, <laughs> I, you know, I mentioned earlier that Parker and I had to to um, come back into the studio and re-record an episode, right. right? So the first time I found there was a lot of nervous energy. Oh my gosh, I was so nervous and so excited, just all the things. And so there was a lilt in my voice and an energy and all that, but there's also quite a bit of meandering involved. And so things took a little bit longer to get to the point. Second time we came in, I lost that kind of edge of nervousness because I was like, oh, I've been here, expert, one, one time, right? <laughs> anyway, but lost that kind of edge. And so it, it, so it brought my tone down a little bit. And so I was like, shoot, you know, and I wish, you know, I was like, oh, if I get to do this again, ah, third time, you know, <laughs> you want to do it better every time. And right. I think that's part of it. You know, Parker's had three seasons of this. That's so exciting to me because you're able to come back in and just continue to elevate your game. And, and that's a really terrific gift. And I think it elevates your guest game, too, because mm -hmm. I think I it, it helps them come in, prepare. I mean, I don't know how many of your guests had ever recorded a podcast before coming in here, but my guess is, if any, it's pr probably pretty only slim. Only a few, yeah, yeah, only a few. Um, and so I think that knowledge helps bring your guests in and helps more efficiently and effectively tease out the story that's going to really resonate. Well, I can tell you that um, the guests have had a variety of uh, comfort in coming in and do this. And most people, you know, they're chatty and you talk and if you're having coffee, that's one thing. But when you walk into a studio and you see the headphones and microphone and you realize, wow, this is going to be recorded and what I say is going to be recorded and other people are going to hear it people tend to tense up a bit. And so um, you, you may uh, – uh, experience that or hear that or it may come through in some of the episodes where you hear people start being a little tense at the beginning and then they relax. And so pretty universally, I saw the guests relax as time went on. And most of them would say at the end, that was fun. <laughs> it's, you know, there was a, a real kind of excitement and joy of like, wow, that was a really interesting and fun experience. So let me address something that Dion's already alluded to. Uh, when we did her episode, uh, there was some background noise. And so we had come in, we recorded it. We thought maybe we could edit out the background noise. Um, and it happened to be somebody was playing an instrument in one of the other studios here at the time. And it just, it wasn't going to work. So, uh, we came back in. I said, Dion, sorry, we got to go back and we got to re record this thing. So that is part of, uh, why her episode is so polished, uh, because she had done it once and, and we came back and did it again. But I, I want to, um, want to make a comment here that, uh, in, in lead in on the themes is, is, you know, when I picked Dion, when I picked Morgan and, and what was going on in my head. So with Dion, I went to business school at Vanderbilt, uh, studied corporate strategy, took finance classes and so on. And when people talk about business strategy, I think of the concepts I learned there on uh, Porter's Five Forces, uh, value chain, that present value. Morgan, you're shaking your head. Things you know <laughs> from your um, investment banking and corporate finance background. That's what I think of when people talk about business strategy. And when I talk to people in advertising, I would hear different things. Now, and I've done 
advertising strategy and brand strategy and the marketing work that I've done. But I didn't think of it in those terms. Uh, you know, when I was in business school, I studied uh, market research and consumer behavior, and, and that's the way I looked at it. And so I, I kind of had this thing in my head about, you know, what does strategy mean? And so when the opportunity to bring Dion came in, I wanted her to talk about uh, advertising strategy and explain that. And in the first go round, I had in my head that we would uh, go back and forth and I would talk about what I learned in business school and called strategy. And she would talk about advertising strategy from her 20 plus years of experience in the advertising world. And honestly, when I played that episode back and was hearing the background noise, listening to myself, I said, uh, no, that doesn't belong in the episode. I, you know, I don't need to uh, talk about that stuff in the episode. I need to focus on the guest. Um, and so it turned out uh, somewhat fortunate to me that we got to redo that and uh, cut out all the commentary that I was putting into the episode that didn't need to be there. And I will say at this point, one of the things I've learned from doing this is to be a better listener. Um, so it's this process of running a podcast, hosting a podcast, has been a very self-reflective process, probably the most self-reflective thing I've ever done. And one of the things I've learned is to be a better listener because I'm used to being in a conversation where I feel like I need to contribute and say something and offer my opinion and and whatever, you know. And so I learned through this podcast that really the focus is on the guest. I'm in a supportive role. I'm not the lead. The guest is the lead. I'm here to uh, push the conversation along in, in a supportive role. So uh, it's been an interesting experience for me to – uh, develop better listening skills and talk less and restrain myself uh, in that way. And it, so there's a progression of this through the first two seasons. So I talked a lot more in season one and started to talk less in, in season two and talked even less in season three. So that's you know one of the takeaways for me. All right. I, we got a lot more to cover. I do want to jump in on one more thing here that because we prepare – do you feel like that takes anything away from the authenticity of the episode when you come in? Because, you know, I have these conversations with you. I'm kind of pulling from you what I think we should talk about. Does that take away from the authenticity of the content you're delivering? I don't think so at all. I think what it does is sharpen the focus. I think it really um, puts a fine point on what are the things, like I said before, that are really going to resonate with the listeners because you have more experience with that and you're, you've done more recordings, you've seen what is, you've talked to guests, you've talked to listeners, you've gotten a lot of feedback. So I think that when you help us pull it out or when you script out part of the outline or when you guide the conversation to one particular area, I think it allows, at least I felt in my case, both with both episodes that I did, that it helped me and then my team really sharpen the focus on what's important and talk about the, the pieces that are most impactful. Um, so I don't think it was shifting away from what would have otherwise been more authentic. I think it just it narrows that focus more. I think it gives you an opportunity to knock the dust off a little bit. You know, we don't we, we don't talk about these topics in the same way that you do in a recording studio every day. And so that preparation and that work, um, it does. It, it gives you a greater appreciation for the, the opportunity that you have and how you want to articulate it. So I don't I don't think it's, you know, inauthentic in any way, shape or form. It just gives you the best opportunity to 
to share your message. Yep, absolutely. So let me get into uh, the storyline with uh, Morgan and, and what was going through my head there. So years ago, I was uh, a director of a division at a consulting firm and I had a team of people working for me. And part of my uh, responsibility was billing rates and margins and costs and uh, billable hours for these consultants working on projects for Kodak and Xerox and Hewlett Packard and a bunch of other companies. Um, so when I saw Morgan's background uh, in investment banking and economics from Vanderbilt and uh, all this that she had in her background and her role as the chief operating officer, I said, this is great. This is, this is the topic I want to go into based on my experience years ago and her experience and then the intersection with agencies and how agencies uh, need to be profitable and how do they cover their overhead expenses. So I had a, a pretty clear agenda of what I wanted to pull out of that episode and uh, very happy that Morgan went along for the ride on that. And, uh, and it was great. I think, you know, I, I really enjoyed the topic. I was worried that it was a downer to talk about costs <laughs> and, and it was, you know. Necessary it was, evil, yeah. right? Really? Uh, I was, I, you know, I was worried that this was not going to be a popular episode. That people were like, oh, I'm not going to listen to that. Um, but it turned out to be the most downloaded episode of all the seasons. Um, so I'm glad you you went along for the ride on that. And um, I do feel good about the story arc and the progression. And it, you were telling me you kind of felt like when you were in the studio, it felt like you were rambling. I did. You know, it was funny. I um, we were talking about. How did you feel when it was uh, published, when it came out? And I remember giving you a call or shooting you an email and saying, I was just surprised that I felt like I was in there just rambling. And then when I listened to it, I felt like, man, you edited it in a way that <laughs> <laughs> made it sound cohesive. So thank you for that. Um, and also, and I think part of that was also attributed to the process of the outline leading up to it and the preparation. But um, but I did. I felt like, you know, it seemed like a very natural conversation, even in the recording studio, not just the prep sessions. Um, and I felt like when I listened to it, it seemed more concise once everything was put together um, and followed a flow more than I felt in the moment um, that I was doing. But I think that's also a reflection of uh, my tendency to just continue Talking and talking and talking. <laughs> well, so let's talk about the process of once we go in. So once once we've all agreed to this and we've got an outline, we're ready to go into the studio and we do it at Red Amp Audio. And what I one thing I like about doing it here at Red Amp Audio, it's a very professional environment to have guests come in and do this. So I'm not meeting them in, in some other environment. Uh, Red Amp Audio takes care of us with the microphones and all the audio equipment and the room and and records all this. So I feel like it's a you know great environment to invite somebody to come in and and give them some comfort that this, this is being done in a professional manner. So we do that. We come in. And then one of the things I started doing in season one was if somebody um, needed to take a break, or even me, there are times where I take breaks, we could uh, have side conversations. The mic's still on, they're still recording, but I edit those out. So I would say, okay, uh, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like you covered all the points you wanna cover, ready to move on to the next topic? Um, have that kind of dialogue. We'd look at the outline, say, okay, here's the next question. You ready for this? And then I would lead back in again. The guest would talk and 
go through that. And so we would periodically uh, take these pauses or these side conversations uh, that eats up some of the time in the studio. And that's kind of why, to some extent, some episodes are shorter than others. Uh, because sometimes we talk too long in these side conversations. But anyway, um, but it, it, it breaks it up. Um, uh, it, it gives the guest, I think, a little bit of a relaxation that they, you know, they're, they can relax a little bit during these pauses and they can get ready for the next topic. So talk, talk about that as a guest. I, I found it helpful to be able to laugh because at the beginning I didn't know if that was okay. You know, I didn't didn't know that you were able to do that. You come in and and I will tell you, depending on which chair you sit in there, you know, some some move more than others. And so I was trying to find something stable because I didn't trust myself not to move. And you sit in front of the mic and, you know, you pull it towards you and there's a certain spacing. And so you're trying to figure out, okay, I need to sit in this spot, but be relaxed but not move. <laughs> so very natural. Like, thank you. Very it's, natural. it's very natural. Yes. And then I, then I want to turn, you know, my body and, and use my hands and talk, but yet still be square on the mic or you want to swallow or do, do whatever. And so you're, you have all these things running through your head while still trying to be natural. And so I'm over here and I, you know, I'm waving at Morgan and waving at Parker right now but trying to keep all that in play while you're continuing it, you know, the papers, when you move papers, you can hear it. I learned that the first time. So I was like, nope, no papers, no, you know, that kind of, they're in front of me, but you don't touch them um, live. So I think that's part of it too. And not surprising your fellow guests. So I know when we were on the panel episode, um, Justin <laughs> asked, asked me a question live as a recording. I'm like, why are you doing that to me? He didn't know I wasn't prepped for it. And it was, it was a funny moment. But it also sort of teaches you about it, so you're watching your your people and trying to yeah. do right by them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a uh, episode real time where we didn't do any side conversations. Yeah. We just you know recorded the whole thing and shared that with everybody. Um, and it, it, there's some pressure when you do that, but it's also kind of fun. Um, and when we're doing these these episodes where we handle it that way, there's a little bit more of a relaxed feeling, I think. Um, and I honestly, it's hard for me to listen to some of my episodes because I come across so dull and monotone and boring in a lot of these episodes. And and I have guests that have just lovely voices and animation to their voices. And man, I sound in contrast, like, you know, just really dull. Um, but anyway, so I, I like having a little bit of more relaxed uh, environment for some of these episodes. So Morgan, what was your experience on the side conversations and, and how did that uh, influence your comfort level in the studio? Well, I don't think I realized how frequently in day-to-day conversation I have those little murmurs or reactions or confirmations and mm-hmms and okays. And and I realized very quickly I kept having this impulse to mm-hmm or shake my head, you know, or do something that was going to cause noise on the microphone. And um, that was interesting to just, I felt like I had to rein that in before it just, you were going to have a whole bunch of mm-hmms and okays throughout the whole thing. <laughs> I would I would start sentences sort of midway through. I'd, I'd keep going. There was no clear pausing point. And, and Parker, or I came in hot sometimes. That was a funny one too. Yes, yes. He'd be like, you're coming in hot. I'm like, what does that mean? Is that good? <laughs> Is that a good thing? I well, don't the, know. The distance on the mic. And yeah. so some people uh, will pull back or get closer and the distance to the mic affects the volume and, and also the energy level. So sometimes when somebody's finishing a sentence or finishing a paragraph, they're starting to their energy is starting to go down. And when they start a new sentence, their energy tends to 
pick up. And so you can hear that in, in the audio editing and as I'm playing this stuff back. So sometimes somebody will kind of wind is there um, is they're thinking about something and they're trying to get their thoughts together, they may slow down and their energy goes down. And once they've got the idea, they come back and say, oh yeah, this is what I want to talk about. <laughs> and, and so that, that comes through pretty clearly in editing. Yeah, he said so, because I would have these at least the first episode. So we started and I'd say, no, I want to repeat that. Can we try that again? He'd be like, just give it some air. Let it have dead air and then we can edit it in. Start at the beginning of the sentence, not like at the comma. So that was really helpful. Cool. All right. So we do that. We have these little side conversations that get edited out. Um, and let's see, what else did what else did I do to help you get comfortable with the process? Is there any any other insights or tips or you know uh, things you, you can share? Me, you told me if there was something I was really uncomfortable with to flag you later. Like if I sleep on it and realize there was something I said that maybe I shouldn't have said to call you. Okay. And that made me feel good. And and I I mean nothing happened, but just the assurance that if seriously something jumped out of my mouth, we could catch it. Um I was just so pleased after listening to it that I didn't accidentally curse, which is like <laughs> a miracle in and of itself. Cool. All right, yeah. And uh Dion and I were funny. So in in season 1, uh my typical reaction when when a guest would finish what they were saying was I would come on and say that's great. And I kept saying, that's great. And that's great. And, you know, just over and over. I mean, I don't know how many times I said it in season one, but that was 72. Yeah, that was that was my <laughs> catchphrase. And so Dion and I were laughing about it. And you said something like, that's awesome. You know, it was like, <laughs> New catchphrase. <laughs> New it, catchphrase. Was, it was. I'm so glad you brought it up because it was on my list mentally to bring up today because that was really fun. I remember you told me about that prepping for mine also, which I think also gave me a little of the awareness of what are what are my go to responses that I keep physically wanting to blurt out that I just felt like I had to restrain because it was too too much ping pong between sounds. And I, in the first season, I thought that the best way to manage uh, the sound and the uh, keep people engaged and interested was to break up, uh, the guest would say something, then the host would say something. And the guest would say something, it's kind of like tennis, you know, back and forth, back and forth. And if one of them went on too long, I kind of felt like, well, people are going to tune out, that we really need to have this back and forth um, to stop that from um, uh, from losing the attention of the, of the audience. And uh, over time, I decided, well, we'll just you know, let the, the guest say what the guest wants to say. So you will hear me in season one sometimes just say uh-huh like you were talking about uh-huh yeah you know just to, so that i'm you know i'm still in the room and i'm still part of the conversation <laughs> and i kind of felt like i need to you know make a sound every now and then so that um it did kind of go back and forth and then i realized no I, and i even um in editing went in and took some of those out uh after you know listening to the episodes like man i'm i'm saying things that I don't need to say and it's distracting. So I got, again, more comfortable listening and, and letting the guest be the lead and just being supportive of, you know, let them say what they want to say and, and help guide them through the outline and the timing and, and, you know, let them be the star of the episode. All right. So I'm looking at the outline. Let me see what else I want to pick up here. 
in in editing. So once once it's recorded and we're all done and we're all happy, I get the files from Red Amp and I go and edit these things and cut out all the little stuff. And I put the music on the front and uh, get it ready to publish. So I've I've done all of this uh, as the producer from editing and the website that it's on and getting it uploaded to uh, iTunes and the uh, social media photos. Some of that you know, that I do, other people do their social media photos, which has been fun and the promotion of it. And it's it's been a fun project. I mean, it's been a lot of work, but I've I've had to learn new things. And so part of this was, can I pull this off? Can I learn all the little things I need to learn in order to do this myself? And I have to credit uh, Scott Sherman at uh, uh, VCU because when I was kind of exploring this idea and I was talking to him. He was giving me some feedback, and I said, oh, I can get some other people involved. And he's like, no, uh, see if you can do it all by yourself. And that was great advice to you know, kind of figure out, okay, what, what is this going to be, and can I do it, um, can I do all the things I need to do to pull it off? So thankfully, the answer is yes, uh, and I feel really good about putting this stuff together. And another aspect of this is I never saw myself as a creative person. I started off uh, undergraduate schools going through engineering and first part of my career I was an engineer. I never saw myself as creative in an artistic way. It was uh, you know creative problem solving. I've always been good at that, engineering and so on, but not you know making art. But for me, this is my art. The, you know, doing the podcast is my art, and so I'm pretty happy with the way this has turned out. All right, so. Ladies, any other commentary on what it was like to be a guest and um, any insight or, or uh, funny stories or anything you want to share with the audience? I was going to say I, I developed a, a, a routine beforehand. So I would like eat a little snack late afternoon because this is after work, right? So we're recording this at night. So it's like get a snack, include a brownie. Chocolate's important. It just is. They can, people can tell if you've had sugar. It's important. And then it's like, you know, have your water, have your have your processes that you get um, in place to do this. And I think it's really exciting to feel comfortable, to keep coming back in. It feels familiar now. And I think um, I really appreciate that and just you inviting me to be a part of the process. It's been so much fun. And I get to tell people about podcasting, not to be like all like, hey, I got to be on a podcast, but everyone should be on a podcast People should make their own podcasts. They should be on them. They should listen to them. It's amazing. Yeah, I just um, I echo a lot of that. And also thank you for the work you've done connecting people. I think um, this is pretty remarkable work sharing a lot of very different perspectives, very different stories um, in a way that I remember when we first talked about your audience, when I was asking, OK, well, what what is this thing and who listens to it? And 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 I know you recognize that your the audience you had originally intended it for wasn't the only audience, that it was expanding beyond that. And so I think the impact of not only perhaps the students or people early in their career that wanted to get into this agency creative world, but also people who are already in this field but are continuing to learn from people around them um, is really remarkable. I think that that's something to be proud of and um, can imagine that your own kind of personal growths and things that you have worked on or learned about yourself is um, probably just as as interesting and important as the impact you've had on all the listeners. 
Well, thank you. Thank you. It, it has been fun and it has been fun to get feedback from people. Um, it's, it's been a, a really great experience for me. All right. Well, we're getting to the end here. And so I do need to wrap it up and there are a few more things to talk about. So, um, let me go through my notes. All right. Well, this is where we close out the episode and wrap things up to our audience. You've been listening to the agency work podcast. My guests today have been Dion Cumpy and Morgan Witham, and we have been talking about my process for producing the episodes for this podcast. I hope you have enjoyed hearing about that process and hearing the perspective of the guests. Dion and Morgan, thank you for participating today. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you for having us. And this is the final episode for season three of the podcast, and it is also the final episode for the podcast. It is with mixed emotions that I'm announcing the end of the series. This is it. This has been a lot of fun, and I appreciate all the support I've received. So I'll take a little time here to mention a few people and express my gratitude. First off, the recording studio here at Red Amp Audio. They've been great at supporting me with this. Uh, it's been a great environment to come in and do a podcast. And if anybody's interested in doing a podcast, I highly recommend coming in and talking to the people here at Red Amp Audio. Uh, they can get you started. They've got the, the talent and the facilities. Um, it's a great environment. So thank you to Red Amp Audio. The music that I play at the beginning of the episode is from a friend of mine, Bruce Smith, at Sound of Music Recording Studios. Bruce is in a local band, as well as one of the owners of Sound of Music Recording Studios. In his band, he wrote, performed, and recorded the music that I use at the beginning of each episode. And so I'm a big fan of Bruce and his music and, and really appreciate his friendship and his support by providing that music that I get to play at the beginning of every episode. And, and that's a kind of a neat consistency to the, uh, to the series of episodes is to have that music. Photography, Joe Wolf, and it's W-O-O-L-F, Joe Wolf. He's a professional photographer, and he took the main photo of me that is the cover art for this podcast on iTunes and other podcast apps. So sadly, I wasn't more creative than just a picture of me <laughs> with headphones on, but it helps people. Uh, you know, when, when I'm talking to somebody and they're like, well, how do I find your podcast? Well, you'll, you'll see a picture of me and me with headphones on. And they're like, oh, yeah, I see that. All right. Um, and he also took the episode photos for the final episode of season two and, and took some great shots. Uh, of us for that episode. So Joe Wolf, Joe Wolf Photography, great uh, photographer. So I appreciate his support. And I have more friends who have helped me with the podcast. So Jason St. Peter at Think, and Think is a local graphic design and branding agency here in Richmond. Jason is the founder and creative director at Think, and he was my very first guest on the podcast in season one when there was no frame of reference for what this was going to be. So he uh, trusted me to uh, make him sound good, and we went in and recorded that episode and his encouragement and support at the very start of this, we had conversations before we even did the very first episode, uh, was really helpful. And he, got, he helped me get this thing off the ground. So I really appreciate that support from Jason. And Jay Smack, who's here in the room with us. Jay helped me get this podcast started with his insights and advice on podcasting. And he has a lot of experience with podcasting, many, many years. So his guidance was very helpful. So thank you, Jay. And, you know, he helped me by, when I came in and talked to the people at Red Amp, 
he offered to do a dry run with me where I was the guest and he was the host. And so we went into the studio and did that. And that helped me get comfortable with the idea of doing this podcast. So again, thank you, Jay, for that. And all of my guests, they delivered the content that made this podcast possible and successful. So thank you to all of my guests. And if you don't know who they are, there is a complete list of the guests and episodes on the Agency Work website at agencywork.com. And I'll spell it out, A-G-E-N-C-Y hyphen W-O-R-K.com. So go there. You'll see all the episodes and all the guests. Um, and it's been you know, a fantastic run of doing all this. So this is the end. This podcast was recorded at Red Amp Audio in Richmond, Virginia. This is Agency Work, signing off.